Hey guys, Craig here from Bass Lessons Melbourne and welcome back to another Player Profile podcast. Um, this is episode number 39 and we have uh, Rick Leon James in the hot seat today. Um, but first off, I just want to give a shout out to the awesome sponsors of this podcast. Um, they make my life a little bit easier. Um, we have FBase who have been um, making basses and guitars for over 40 years now. Um, out of uh, Hamilton, Ontario in Canada and they offer um, classic inspired designs as well as um, contemporary modern fretted and fretless designs. Um, fantastic instruments. I can't really you know, say, say much more about them than um, if you get the chance to check one out then I highly recommend you take that chance. Uh, and also I want to thank David Galea from uh, Bass Face Strings. Um, he is currently importing Ken Smith strings to Australia so if you're interested in trying some new strings or you already like Ken Smith strings then Bass Face Strings um, is who you want to get in touch with. Alright so a little bit about Rick. Um, he's currently touring Australia with uh, UK saxophonist Yolanda Brown promoting her album um, Love Politics War which Rick uh, pretty much wrote and produced himself, um, as far as I can gather. So he's a bit of a multi-instrumentalist. Multi Originally from Trinidad, uh, he moved to London when he was about 15, um, kind of inspired by John Panatucci, of all people, um, to play bass, um, or take his bass playing a bit further. But then from there, he kind of entered into the, uh, the London session scene and played with a lot of high-profile artists, such as Jesse J, um, Daniel Bedingfield, um, Tiny Temper. Um, so we talk a little bit about that. Uh, we talk about his solo um, project as well, which he's working on. And we also get into kind of um, a little bit of Trinidadian, Trinidadian hmm, music. I'm not sure how you pronounce that. Uh, Soka. We talk a little bit about Soka. We talk about his uh, effects pedals and, um, and his basses. Uh, yeah, and a whole bunch of cool stuff. So, massive thanks to Rick for coming in and hanging out. He was a real blast to have um, in the on, on the podcast. Amazing player. Like you'll hear at the top of this uh, top of this interview, um, he's blowing over a little groove there, and he's definitely got definitely got some chops to back it up. So, um, yeah, welcome to episode thirty nine of the BLM Player Profile Podcast. Um, the music in the background is um, Pickpocket. The track is Junk Trunk, and you can grab that at pickpocketfunk.com or on Bandcamp. But without further ado, here is Rick Leon James. Wow, 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 wow,
Hey guys, how you doing? This is Craig here from Bass Lessons Melbourne. Um, welcome to another player profile. Today I'm joined by Mr. Rick Leon James. Yes. How are you, man? Excellent. Yeah, you good? Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Um, thanks for taking the time out to come and, and hang out. Mm -hmm. Appreciate it. Mm. And you're in Australia with Yolanda Brown, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so maybe tell us a little bit about that project and how it came mm. about and, and what you're doing with it. Okay. So. Uh, Yolanda approached me uh, ending up of 2016. She said she wanted to put an album together. And she won the elements of funk, soul, and jazz. In, it's a good in, combination. In, exactly, in the production. And she, but it's under the umbrella of reggae. Okay. So put all that into reggae. And she wanted me to produce it. So I said, Yes, I said yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, and that's how we started officially. Yeah. Okay, and how did um, I guess why were you on her radar? What had you? What scene were you in where she might have? Yeah. So the thing you? is, the thing about it, I know Yolanda for a long time. Okay. But we've never done music together. Right. So this is the first time. So maybe I guess she done an album before. I don't know. Maybe she decided to say, let's see what Rick's doing. <laughs> maybe. Stars aligned, I don't know. Yeah. And, yeah. and what, what were you doing? What had you been doing kind of up until? Okay. So I was, I literally started my production company, I think three years prior to that. So, you know, just getting into production, producing. Yeah. Before that, you know, I used to tour a lot with a lot of pop stars from the UK. Okay. And then I say, let me take a break from that and start my production company and just get into production and understanding mm. the um, whole thing. And I put some tracks out, you know. You know, when you're starting, it's, it's, you know, you get better at it. So I was getting better at it. And I guess she probably say, let's, let's see what Rick's doing and give him a, uh, you know, call. Cool. Yeah. So what was, the, um, what was the kind of process for, for making the album? Right, it was, it was basically, Yolanda, she has the vision, like, you know, I said. Yep. And so she said to me things that she won. Um, so she's she, kind of like artistic director almost. Yeah, yeah. She's very, you know, her, her and her team, they got the vision, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And she, she, she know that I play all the instruments, so, you know, so. She wanted me to play most of the instruments on there. So it was like me literally 
press and record, come up with the bass line, write the melody and the bass and go to the piano, go to the drums. So, you know, that was in my studio and we record the saxophone there as well, get all the ideas done, mm -hmm. help work, uh, you know, help her with um, working on the solos and just writing, just completely in it, you know. Mm. Yeah. So the pretty much your they're your beds, they're your kind of tracks. Yeah, input. Sorry? They're your your tracks essentially with her element on top. Yeah. And uh it's and we rewrote it together, you know, co produce, yeah. co production. Like I said, so she gave me the ideas. She said she she asked me to try this different things. Yep. And we just work at it and yeah. Cool. Got it done, really. And it generally comes from from bass up, or did you? I mean, would you start with a melody or chords? Like, how, okay, how so do you she, put it together? Yeah, could put it on. She said she wanted to. Do, so the name of the album is called Love Politics War. Okay. Right. <laughs> so she said, let's say, like the first track I think I wrote was. We call it War One. And it's the war feeling, and you know, so. You check now it's called um, General Politics. Mm. So if you get the album Love Politics War, you hear that militant type of feel drive, you know. And that's that's present in a lot of reggae stuff. Would that be or that? Yeah, you that could say that vibe. Yeah, you could say that. You know, you could say that. Yeah, a rebellion or exactly. Yeah, you could say that for the war. And then she said, you know, so then we had the politics. And then there's a track we wrote, it's called, uh, you have to check it out and you can hear the elements, it's, you know, sure. it's quite deep, you know. And then Love, so we have Million Billion Love, that's the single, the main track, and she did a video for it. So, yeah. Cool. And when did it get released? Uh, it was released 2017, uh, April, I guess. Yeah, I think so. So nearly a year ago. Yeah. And you've been touring it since then? Since or? then, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, non-stop, yeah. So Europe, you've been to the States with it? No, so we do, we have the Coming to America tour, and that's in October. Cool. Oh, man, you, you, you catch me off guard, but I gotta get these dates, that's cool. These dates, I know, right. you're, you're just the bass player, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be here at this time and play the bass. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's good, it's good, but it's, it's coming to me, so. Yeah. Yeah, so October, we, we're doing a tour, it's called Coming to America, Yolanda cool. Brown. Yeah. And this is your first time down under, as they say? Yeah, yeah. First time in yeah. Australia, yeah. And jet lag? You know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, some, I mean, some guys fly in and they play the same night. It must just be, that's pretty tough. Yeah, yeah. It was. Um, and we are literally now, well, you know, really, but for the people, um, we now get, I'm now getting over the jet lag. Yeah. Yeah. Last night was the first sleep I got. In terms of normal, normal, yeah, Australian normal, because yeah. <laughs> I was still on UK time. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, so I think after today, it should, it should, it should be all right. Yeah, it should fall back yeah, into cool. place. Yeah. And then you get to see a bit of, bit of the country, a bit of Australia. Yeah. And then come back to Melbourne for some shows at Bird's Basement, I think. Yeah. Near the yeah. end of the month. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Cool. Mm. Um, maybe tell us a little bit about this, the bass that you brought out. Um, well, I got to say this. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> it sounds terrible, I don't know much about basses and stuff, but I will do a video 
could be with you yeah. or whatever and I get all the specs and thing yeah you know and I can explain properly but this bass was you see I was indoors with Warwick okay when I was younger and I like the shape of it I had a um, infinite is it infinite I had a uh, oh yeah the one that had the um yeah not the Air Force not, not this, what's it a streamer 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 and I like the, the fatness of the neck mm. and everything about the streamer. So I told this um, guy, Ricardo, he's from Sardinia. Okay. I told him, he asked me to make, to make me a bass and I told him I wanted to be modeled after. The streamer? The streamer. So he, puts, he put his input in him on it. Nice. You can see this is his signature here, but this is also my name, RLJ, my initial. Nice. Um, and I want it to sound close to ish, close ish to the to the Warwick. Yeah, but the sort of defend around sound. Yeah. So we sort of it's a kind of a mix up thing. Yeah. Yeah, but it's unique. Yeah. Most importantly, was the side. I like the the fat neck. Yeah, you like big, yeah. big neck. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, pretty wide. Yeah, exactly. But I like it, so. It looks like the kind of bridge they use on Ibanez. Yeah. Basically, the monorails. I guess that's his input. Cool. So it's like literally everything, yeah, and I chose the, I chose the wood and everything, but I have all the specs home. I didn't mm. prepare for this, but. No, that's right. Yeah, but I was just curious. I'd never seen anything. <laughs> yeah, pretty anything much. like it. It's yeah, cool. You see, this here is a bit wider than usual. I don't think it's that helpful, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bigger frets mean bigger, bigger notes, right? Yeah, that's, that's how it when works. you're down here, I, I like to groove down in this register here, not to move up some, you know, yeah. but just stay here. It's quite, it's a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was his input as well. Put in, he said you wanted to try. I said, let me try some things, you know. Mm. Mainly just give me that weight and. But you're saying that you generally your go to is a, what, a Fender 4? Well, the sound. Obviously, you know, this, the bass players that I like, it would be like Jameson and, you know, Marcus Miller. Okay. Them man, they play Fender. So that's that sound. That's what you've heard for all these years. For all these years. Yeah. So, but actually, in terms of four string bass, I found a guy that makes amazing bass, basses, apart from Ricardo. His name is Andrew Taylor Cummings. And his bass is an anaconda. This is what I use for my solo. Ah, yeah, yeah I've seen, I've seen yeah. them. You have to play, man. It's wicked. Good. Best basses I've ever played, yeah. And cool. I've played all, you know, all a lot. basses. But it works for me, I like it. And he came to see me one time and he brought like three, four, five basses for me to check out. And straight away, I saw the four string, I say. I say, I want, let me try that one. Tried it straight away, fell in love with it. Yeah. He, he said, try the five string. Try this cigar, I say, I tried it, I said, nah, that's, that's, that's not me, this one. <laughs> and that's a, what's it, uh, Elite A3. Okay. That's what it's called, Anaconda Basis. Yeah, and he, his reviews on it, <clears throat> is, he got 10 out of 10 for the sound, 10 out of 10 for the feel. It's just beautiful basses. Cool. So I use that mainly for my solo project. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's my go-to bass. That's your go-to bass. Yeah. What was your first bass? My first bass was an Ibanez, <laughs> a blue Ibanez six string. Oh, six string bass. First bass was six string. First, first bass that I owned was six string. Yeah. <laughs> Just pull ahead in the six string. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so, like, when, when was that? When did, you, when did you get into it? What was 
the beginnings. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let me say, so I mean, I started in Trinidad. Okay. So I played, uh, obviously in church there was a four string there, but it wasn't my bass. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I started when I, at the age of 12. Guitar is my first instrument. Okay. But you know, anything you learn, you can play bass on the guitar as well. And so when I moved to this country, I'm just fast track. When I moved to London, it's the first bass I got was Ibanez here, yeah, six string. And yeah, basically playing in church, really. Playing in church, that's yeah, where that's you got what, you. That's how I started, yeah. Yeah. Um, when did you move to, to London? How old were you when, you when you got to London? I was 15. Okay. Yeah. 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 Bit of a change. Yeah, a bit of a change. It was good. It's like, okay, so in Trinidad, I started getting into basses, right? And I started getting into bass players. You know, I'm, I grew up with, I grew up with like David Rudder bass player for soccer music, calypso music, mm -hmm. and reggae music, family man. Mm -hmm. So then I started getting into to funk and jazz and stuff. And someone gave me a tape because they knew I was interested in the music. Someone gave me a tape and I remember it was a tape of John Patitucci teaching all the different styles. Right. I don't know, you might know that tape, I don't know, but it's, and uh, he's teaching um, songa, Bayol, and all these different rhythms and stuff. I latched onto that and flew with that. Yeah. That's what made me want to get the six string. Because oh, after when I get it. into him, he, he was playing six string bass. So people string. think I'm, I'm a, <clears throat> like a, you know, Marcus guy or something. No, actually, when I really got into it, probably was John Patitucci, yeah. That's the guy. Yeah. Yeah, for he's, real. He's done a lot of different stuff. Yeah. Yeah. If you hear some of my finger style, you, you will, if you check it out properly, yeah. you say, okay, it's, it's that type of school because I like his phrasing because mm. I play saxophone as well. Okay. So and he was trying to model his playing to a saxophone. Cool. So that school was yeah. my thing. Anyway, so I had that tape. I got that tape from him and we started checking out different grooves and then later on I found out he was playing a... Um, Six strings. So when I moved to London, I got a, I bought a, um, what's it, a DVD. Bought a DVD of him teaching mm -hmm. and stuff, and then yeah, was into that big time. Cause in Trinidad back then, for you to buy a DVD, you think like a hundred and fifty dollars, which is tough to get. You make that kind of thing, that kind of money, in oh. a month's time. Jeez. So, and that's one fifth, that's 15 quid. So when I moved to London, the reason I moved, you know, so I can get these things and just further my music. It's 15 quid, yeah, I buy that. Boom, got that, and I bought that tape. Got any, everything Patitucci was teaching back then with yeah. that band, um, Dave Weckl and their man there. The electric, was, electric, yeah, the electric band. band, got that. And then I was big into Scott Henderson as well. Mm. Yeah. Blues, but with a twist, kind of. That was what I kind of yeah. thought was going ahead. Yeah. It? So Scott, going to that as well, you know, and Benson. Mm. Yeah. So, so what I'm saying is basically, when I moved to London, I it was easier for me to get access access to, to all this great music. To you and stuff. Yeah, because yeah. it's so hard to get in Trinidad. You sure. Know? So I came to UK just to further my music. Oh, well, seems to have worked. Yeah, it really did. So, um, what would you, I mean, you mentioned soca, soca music there, did, yeah. you, did you spend any time kind of doing those gigs around in, in Trinidad? Yeah, on the, on the gospel circuit, 
So we play the soccer, soccer music, but on the gospel circuit. Gospel soccer. Gospel soccer. See, <laughs> when I was playing guitar, go, go then, <laughs> you could call it okay. that. I was playing guitar. Right. Then, so I was the lead guitarist. Oh, yeah. And in the church band, it just like, okay, so the touring, the guy that I used to tour in, what's his name? Vernon Duncan. And I was on lead guitar for that. But when I'm just in the church, mm-hmm. I play a little bit of, you know, just go around and play different instruments. Different. Yeah. And what would be a typical soca rhythm groove pocket? A soca pocket is like yeah. a, uh, is this one? Yeah. It's like one, two, three, so like one, two, three, four, one, two. Yeah, that's a feel. So it's like one, two. I think it's a link. There must be a link with um, Africa, it's jazz. Jazz. I think sure. it come first. I think the soca is first. Calypso. Oh, Calypso. Makes sense. Because it, it come from Africa across. Yeah, yeah. That music we've been there. Oh. And the, the why I say that is because the the hi hats pattern. So it goes boom, and jazz like ting ting ting. So it has a different the, the in between the two and the four. One, mm, 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 yeah. Mm. So that's the beat for the similar with um Brazilian music, you know, dun, mm, you know the two. Yeah. Dun, mm, yeah. Like yeah. it's not. It's oftentimes not the one that you accent. It's yes, you're right. I hear, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Or yeah, the, yeah. or even even the, the kind of Latin stuff. It's it's not yeah. usually the one. No, it's true. It's true. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. I, I remember I, I kind of grew up playing. Like kind of rock, funk, rock stuff, and mm-hmm. then um, I got that book, Funkifying the Clave. Yeah. Know, that one with Lincoln Goins and Robbie Amin. No, I don't know. Yeah, you know, it's and they basically take you through all these like kind of songos and timbales and stuff. Yeah. But a lot of the time, you're not actually playing on the one. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, all, all, all day. Yeah. And that was a real head what? mess for me. <laughs> that <laughs> man, they take it. They they do anything but the one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that music too. So what was your um, what was your kind of progression into the I guess the session scene in, in London and stuff like that? How did all that come around? Yeah, oh, I must say this. So there's a guy called Patrick Allen mm-hmm. on the he was on like the R and B scene, but he used to run a night called Ten Rooms, and this night was just amazing because all movie stars, um, music stars used to come to this night every Monday, right? And we would go down there and play. I was part of the band. I would go down there and play. So one one um, day, I decided to do a showcase. So I was playing saxophone then, right? <laughs> you get to know me better. <laughs> so I did four songs on saxophone and one on bass. And after, when I finished playing, somebody came up to me and said, hey man, I, was, I think I was I'm 17 then, 16, 17. <clears throat> Daniel Bedenfield is looking for a bass player. You should go and check him out. At the time, I didn't know who Daniel was. He said he's having an um, audition on this day. Go down and see it. I said, all right, yeah, can't hurt. Let me go and check it out. I didn't know who he was or something, but at that time, Daniel was huge, right? Big pop star. You know Daniel Benfield? Yeah, yeah. I, did. I, I turned up <laughs> to like, the gig, bro. Who's this guy? <laughs> I, I turned up, 
and fresh I'm fresh from Trinidad so you know I saw all these wicked bass players there you know Otto Williams and, and Colin and you know <laughs> wicked drummers and stuff like I met some friends there you know Joshua McKenzie a lot of Dave Tench and Keys Femi Tomorrow, Eric Apopoulos, all the names, all the main names in, in um, London. Anyway, so it was, it was like a kind of a competition. Well, it's an audition mm. and everybody going up before each other. So I remember shitting myself <laughs> because I'm, <laughs> I'm fresh from Trini. Yeah. And these men, they'd already exposed to the knowledge. They, know what, yeah, they knew what they were trying to get. Yeah. So I was just, you know, searching and learning anyway. So, but my thing was, Daniel was, this old Daniel laid it out. He said, okay, learn this tune and then play it, play it in reggae, funk, jazz, right there on the spot. Daniel said that? Yeah, that's what he wanted yeah, to right. see. He probably was checking the versatility. Yeah. That's what I like, you know, that's, that's where I come in. Oops. And so he said, try it in reggae. That's my style, you know, try this and jazz. I said, oh, I, said I like it. So, and he keep telling me, okay, wait, stay, stay a little bit longer. And then other guys keep leaving. And then at the end of it, it was me, Joshua McKenzie, Eric Apopule, Dave Tench left in the place, you know. I think it was down to me, Otto Williams and Colin. But he, cho he chose me for whatever reason, you know. Maybe he wanted to give the young guy a chance. Probably, I think so. <clears throat> Could have been there, yeah. Those guys, I, I respect them and I like their playing. Me and Otto is friends as well too. Yeah, cool. So he just, it was just for me to get it. Because yeah. at that time, that would be what, 2006? Yeah, something around there. Yeah, probably, yeah. Approximately? Yeah, yeah. It was pretty much when he was... He was huge, man. Huge. Massive. And so that got me into the London scene. Right. So that time... was like a seal of approval. That was the seal. Because before that, right, to, uh, to ch try and buy that Ibanez bass, man, I had to save up money mm -hmm. just to get that Ibanez bass, man. Yeah. yeah. I remember when it was hard. And then, as soon as I got that, so I got an endorsement. Somebody called me for an endorsement with Warwick. And they were just, oh, yeah, you want this? I said, oh, yeah, I like that. Boom, you want this? Yeah, boom, and this is. Because you're going to be on stage in front of thousands and thousands of people, so. I was, on, I was doing a lot of TV dates, and so I was promoting. Wow. The album, promoting the 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 brand, yeah, the, the brand, achievement. yeah. So it's kind of crazy, yeah. When you when you get approval like that, people just give you stuff. But when you was trying to grind, you're it, still the same player. Same player, but I work hard to get that. <laughs> I yeah. save up, so you know what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. So how long did that gig last? That gig lasts for a long time, six, seven years. We did oh, wow, that. that's good. Yeah, we, we had a long run. We're still friends, uh, you know. What's he, is he still doing? I don't know what is he's doing. Is he doing production stuff maybe I, now, or? I think he's doing more, um, I think, what is that, like, X Factor thing, but in, in New Zealand? He's from New Zealand, right? I think he's doing is that. He? Yeah, he had a number one maybe three, three four oh, okay. years ago. Yeah. You should call him up. He's just, just over he's there. He's just over there. I could just call him up. Yeah. No, should I call him? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Danny boy. Hey. Yeah, cool. Danny boy, for real, yeah. <laughs> and so that would obviously open up the doors for... For the other artists, right. Other Thank artists. you. So basically, <clears throat> so that came in and then people start seeing me. And, you know, I started getting called like crazy. Alicia Dixon, um, Kano. Then it trickled on to the last of the people, you know, Wretch 3-2, Tiny Temper, Jesse J. 
Um, man, it was, uh, it started getting really crazy because I was doing a lot of them gigs at the same time. So I had to depot a few things. Everybody was just calling me. It was, it was crazy. It was, it, we had a good and you, run. And you don't want to say no, really, to that kind no, of stuff? No, you can't. You can you say know? no. That's, that's, that's pop. And it was popping back then. <laughs> so it was kind of like the Radio 1 Extra kind of scene, I guess. Yeah. A lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it was TV, you know, I'm, I'm, TV. Com- I'm from Trinidad Fresh, you know, my mom, my mom is like, hey, my son is on TV, she want to go and show off and take, you know. And you made it? It was nice, man. It yeah. was a nice little run. It was a nice little run. Did you, um, what would be something maybe that you learned from that, that period that has, you know, maybe steered you in a, in a better path, you know? Yeah. Um, or, or maybe put put it this way, what advice would you give to somebody going yeah. to be in in the same position? I tell you what I learned from that is one thing learning off of CDs and different styles, but then there's another thing of actually being the bass player in those different mm. genres. So, like Daniel, it was pop, and it had some rock elements. So I had to do learning that feel. Mm. Then I go to something like Kano, don't. That kind of grime type of thing. Then you go to Tiny Temper, straight hip hop. I mean, back then I was playing jazz, right? Remember, I come from the gospel thing. So then I was playing jazz, so my bass was way up here like this. And then when I, when I get the call for Tiny Temper, naturally my whole body moved different. The bass dropped. And I'm swagging out on a boom, 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 you know, yeah. different feet. So it helped you learn it by being it. So versatile, get real versatile. Yeah. And now with Yolanda, <coughs> the whole thing come around to reggae. And reggae is a different ball game. And they mm. know that you have to be, you can't not, you, you can't fake to, it. You cannot fake <laughs> reggae. I don't care how good you are. I fake it. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, I just I haven't, like you say, I haven't spent enough time it's hard. In, a, in a real reggae band Settings, yeah. to do it. Yeah. So I haven't played with musicians that, that know that rhythm. Yeah, it's true. Whenever I do a reggae thing, I it's with a saying. bunch of guys who are faking it as well, mm-hmm. you know? So I feel you, yeah. I understand. I hear what you're saying. Even for <clears throat> people, I mean, reggae is not a simple as it sounds no it's here yeah, you can hear it so um for yeah so you know you got into the reggae so now i'm playing reggae with yolanda mm. and then at the same time while well, i'm doing my project as well and that's funk jazz okay yeah deep funk is that and is that with bass with you playing bass as the as the lead instrument yeah 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 and do you have a bass player yeah. Didn't. Okay. Yeah. So I got a bass player in the background. <coughs> <laughs> He's holding bass. So I'm using the lead bass like a lead, like you say, uh, uh, keyboard player, guitar, and drums. It's a five piece. My band, two years ago, my band was big. I had a steel band player, saxophonist, guitarist. You know, it was, yeah. a, it was a big band. But now it's, it's uh, now I'm just using a five piece at the moment. Yeah. Lean. Yeah. 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 Cool. And. Um, if people want to kind of check that stuff out, where would they where would they go to online to see some some of that action? My my latest release was on Soul Live Jazz. It's like a, they just put dope music out, okay. and it's on YouTube. So you just type in Rick Leon James Soul Live Jazz, and I've released like four four tracks. Yeah, cool. It. Yeah, 
Is, is that going to be more of a main focus going forward, or is it? I mean, how how do you balance it out with doing the the pop touring thing or or the side man session thing, and then having having your own project? We kind of talked about this in the car on the way yeah, over. Yeah, no, no, bit. yeah, you're getting to. Um, so so right now, my main focus is Yolanda Brown hmm. and myself. So if if there's any pop, I'm not doing pop at the moment. Hmm. So. I don't know, it seems like when you start focusing on your own stuff, people sort of thing, that's what back they're off. doing. Yeah. yeah, back off. But I would like to do some music, but it has to be, I, I would like, you know, like maybe the older boys, uh, I like like the Rolling Stones, Paul McCartney, that type of, if I get called for that, I might think, I, I might, yeah, you know. Yeah, you can't say no to that. Yeah, you can't say no to that, <laughs> you know. I respect <coughs> respect them and they, so. Something like that. If the, the pop world call me back, I mean, let's see how it go. Maybe, yeah. You know, but I now, guess you've you've kind of been there and done it. Yeah, pretty much. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Probably always go back. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a young man game now. Them young boys and them could could clean that up. <laughs> but we was there the backbones for Tiny Tempers, um, music live yeah. touring when he started. So if he call, if he call me back, we 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 might say alright, cool. If we get the, the team together, the original unit. Yep. We can say yeah, but right now, as for me, it's my 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 music. I'm literally currently recording my music at the same time, touring yeah. this music with Yolanda. So that's the main focus. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And how how would you uh, describe the scene in London these days? Healthy? Hard? <laughs> Both. Both. Yeah. Yeah. For 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 like for someone like me or for kids kids coming up or mm. what do you mean? Yeah, for for somebody maybe somebody's thinking you know I'll, I'll move somebody from Melbourne for example. Mm -hmm. London's seen as a as a hub. It's a mecca, musical mecca. True. You know, somebody maybe wants to move to London. What uh, what could they expect? Expect a lot of competition. Mm. Yeah, London. They're very comp competitive over there. But I think if you do your work properly, learn, like I said, different styles, different genres, you know. Be professional. Be professional. You got to be professional. Be, you know, turn up on time, mm. learn, be nice, kind, this type of stuff. It goes a long way. Have you seen that happen to other players? Maybe when they haven't put in, the, put in their homework or they haven't turned up on time or yeah. they're not that authentic. Have you seen that happen to other guys? Yeah. And maybe great players, but they don't get the gig or, so true. or they lose the gig pretty much yeah yeah you got you got to be on it man because no one wants to work with a wishy-washy musician sure and if it's a, if it's your i mean what are you doing it for if you're very serious about it you mm. should you should take these things to heart you know really if it's your business take it serious it's true so you can really i think you can make it anywhere as long as you put the hard work in dedication you know, I yep. wasn't playing with it. Like I was, I, I was the guy that pra I was practicing for twenty-four hours. Like my mom used to beg me to eat. <laughs> she would just bring the food in and <laughs> try to slide it in there. Because <laughs> I said, wait, wait, I'm learning this lick, and you know, because I was going around on the all the other instruments. So when I learned it on the bass, I said, right, I gotta learn it. And you know, them two strings on the guitar, the first two is yep. different from the bass. Yeah. So I have to work that out. And then the shape of the piano <laughs> in all the different keys. I was busy, man. 24 hours a day. Wow. I'll go in the toilet, 
You know what I mean? You hear it's, bling, 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 it's like, like you say, it's all kind of, with Yolanda, it's all come together because you played all these instruments. Yeah, that's, that's right. You know, you, know you, you, you nail it. And she approached, I respect her. She, mm. she approached me correctly. And she said, right, this is what it is. She came with the, she told me, this is what we want to give you and this. Mm. Mm-hmm. I like that. She respected my craft, you know, because a lot of the times, not to bash the pop wall or anything mm-hmm. like that, but a lot of the times they don't respect the craft. They just see you as a musician in the back there. They don't, they don't know how you're grinding. And they just say, oh yeah, come and do it for this. So I, I kind of, right now I kind of like, I'm not interested mm-hmm. in that unless they approach me properly mm-hmm. to see the work that I put in. And I tell you, 24 hours a day is a serious thing. You know, my mom used to beg me to eat, so they need to come correct me. And I, yeah. when I come, I'm laying down, I'm laying it down. I'm going to study music properly, you know. I'm not joking mm. with it. So Yolanda, she, she approached me properly. And so I have a, you know, mm. respect her for that. The team called me and said, hey, the bum, 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 this is what it is. And I said, yeah, this will work. Cool. So I wrote, I'm in the writing. It's my music, they're playing, so. And how did you, um, sorry, how, how did you kind of develop your, your jazz, jazz chops, so to speak? What was, uh, I mean, are you, are you reading? Are you transcribing? What's the, what's your process for that? So, so within that 24 <laughs> hours growing up, <laughs> that, that was transcribing as well. Yeah. A little bit of transcription, yeah. Um, just anything, any, okay, I'm going to give a little bit. Anything new and hip, sort of, you learn that. And then anything not so new and not so hip, you learn that as well. Learn patterns, one six two fives. Understand the sound of it. Mm. Um, someone play a chord for you. From the time you hear, you should know what it is. You know, sharp seven. Yeah. You should know the scale that goes in there. So air training, like, you know? Air training. Yeah, all yeah. chords. If anything you hear, you should, you should just. Yeah. Major seventh, know the feel for that. And if you learn all chords, so, like, so if you're in any situation and somebody drop this, you're not like, what's that? <laughs> so you got like, you know your colors, you know your color palettes. I know so, the color so palette, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like that. The shapes, um, the sound, um, so, Reading, I don't do much reading. <laughs> but chart, chord charts and stuff. I can read chord charts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But best thing is just to commit it to memory, right? Yeah. If there's yeah. enough space in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, for Cirque du Soleil, I, I did Cirque du Soleil as well, and they, ah. that was a reading <laughs> gig. Yeah, wow. <laughs> but so, but check this out. So, <clears throat> I just memorize it. So we had two months rehearsal and I memorized the whole thing within three weeks. Okay. And I talk about pages upon pages. Yeah. It's a serious gig. I memorized it, memorized the whole gig. So, but there's something about people that read that, that I respect and I love. And I wish I could do it. Like, I mean, read dots. Yeah. I can do it, but I just, I just I think it's slow and I probably pass that time now. It's Better. too late now, probably. I'll leave it for my, my son or something to get. Um, but I like people that can read because it's amazing that someone just put a piece of paper and you just play it. Mm. Jeez, 
that's amazing. Like my lady, she just she's dope, man. She mm. do, she does anything, grade eight. But you gotta be able to do both, I think. Yeah. I think that's the ultimate is to be able to do both. If you can read well and you can also use your ears and go, oh, it's that. True. Then you can put two and two together and. True. Respect to the people who can do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's but I think late. whatever you put in, you going you know, you have, like I'm saying, there's work for someone like me who don't read. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You still get the job done just in a different. In a different. Different path. That's all. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And you brought some brought some pedals along. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got? What's happening down here? I got a little looper right here. Do you use that on the gig? Nah, not this gig. <laughs> Well, I, you, a, a friend gave me a good tip with a looper. Mm. Is it's really good for sound checking? Yeah. Play a loop and yeah, just let hang it, your bass up, and, and then you go out front. Oh, and hey. And you can hear what your bass sounds like. I'm taking that. How good is that? Thank you. you. Know, play your bass line. Yeah. And if you don't trust the sound engineer, go there and check hang it. your bass up. That's amazing. Front, and then you I never can, even thought of that. It's really good. The band can keep playing. That's just right. Re just record in a loop, and you can go out front and listen to how it sounds with you Wood. playing bass. Wood. So you can have that one. Yeah, I, thank you. I'm gonna keep that. <laughs> <laughs> so if you got a looper, you know how a looper works. And walk outside to the front. Yeah. Listening back. You're like, turn the bass up. Turn the bass up a little bit, please. <laughs> I got some chorus here. Barely use it. I don't really use it that much. favorite at the moment. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so, but no, I need, right? Need some more. Yeah. So I think I need a distortion. Mm. What else do you recommend? I'm new to the pedal game. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, well, there's a few things under there that I could. This is you? Yeah. 
Oh, well, you see, well, you know what I'm talking about. I know yeah. what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, I recommend the filter, the Aguilar, Aguilar filter. I need a Because then you don't need to. Yeah. Rock the, you can leave it on, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Filter. I've got a couple of octaves because I like them in different places in the chain. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you might want like fuzz and f octave and then fuzz. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes I like to have, like I've got them set up, the octave is a mix. So I've got the dry signal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. the OC2 is all wet. Yeah. So I don't need to change settings if I want to have octave right, with right, bass. Right. I can just have that or just the synth sing. Um, so I'm, I'm going to have to check, I'm going to take a picture of this. Yeah. Basically octave, fuzz, octave, fuzz. <laughs> yeah. Wah, which is fuzz, what you've got. Fuzz, definitely. So I need the fuzz, yeah. Filter. And then like it, that's a preamp, but it's got a distortion in it as well. Yeah. And then the big oh, thing that the looks back, old. What's this? That's the Fender Phaser. You see it? And that lights up. I think I'm gonna have to get one of those. Yeah, I might have to. <laughs> I'll just yeah. take a picture of this, innit? Yeah. And check it out. Yeah, definitely. Fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm new to the pedal game, as I said, <clears throat> so. And actually, it's something that works well, especially if you're doing the kind of lead stuff, is mm -hmm. what I find anyway, is maybe just a little bit of delay. Mm -hmm. It just mm -hmm. kind of makes things, makes it not quite so dry, it's if you know sweet, what I mean. Man. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. Just if, especially if you're playing melodies and solos and stuff, yeah. just a little bit of delay just makes it. You got a delay there as well? I lost it. Okay. I had a smaller board that yeah. I, I left behind at a gig a few weeks ago. I feel you in that because um, on the recording, I use a lot of delay. Yeah. You know, studio. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, a little bit of that can help. Cool, man. Um, I'm just wondering, probably need, need to kind of. Wrap it up yeah, around there. Up to you. That's yeah, but well, we covered a lot of cool stuff, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. So, thanks for having me, bro. No, thanks for taking the time. If people want to find you online, you've got a website. Mm -hmm. So it's www.rickleonjames.com and Rick Leon James on all social media Twitter, Rick Leon James, YouTube, Rick Leon James, Facebook, Rick Leon James, <laughs> Instagram. Instagram, Rick, Rick Leon James. The big one. Yeah, that's, that's what's, yeah. yeah. Actually, follow me on Instagram. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. And follow him on Instagram as well. Yeah, that's right. Nah, that's cool, man. I will be. Sh I think I shared it already. Yeah. 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 Um, and and when this comes out, obviously it'll be out now because you'll be watching it. How, you know? how long again for the people? Um, more when they're watching it, it'll yeah. be out. I mean, oh yeah, <laughs> Two that's weeks. right. Oh yeah. <laughs> We're not live. <laughs> I think we leave it right there, yeah. right there. It's Rick, been a pleasure. Rick Leon James, everybody. Respect. Thanks, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having Take me. Take it easy. Yeah. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Um, I really hope you enjoyed that interview with Rick Leon James. Uh, amazing player uh, and quite a story, as I'm sure you'll agree. Um, again, I just want to say thank you to the sponsors of this podcast, um, FBase, which you can find over at www.fbase.com, and Bassface Strings, which you can um, get their selection of Ken Smith strings over at bassinyourface.com.au. 
Um, and just want to say thank you to you guys again for listening. If you do enjoy the podcast, then please help me out by um, subscribing and maybe leaving a review and possibly sharing it with your friends. So once again, thank you and stay tuned for another episode coming soon. Bye.